0: You're listening to The Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Hello. Thanks for joining us for a, a tripe supper this weekend as we reflect on the summer transfer window with it all now finally done and dusted. John, a sigh of relief.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think not just for for us, but also for for Gary Monk and, and most managers. I think in the top top two leagues, I think Gary Monk he said over and over again, hasn't he, that it, it is a distraction and it is a bit bonkers that a transfer window can still be open when you know, when the season starts. I think that's something that definitely. I think would have almost universal support, apart from the people that work for Sky Sports, possibly. Um, It, it has been a distraction, you know, every kind of um, discussion, you know, not even just around the town, but, you know, every time Gary Monk's been questioned, it's all been about transfers and nothing to do with, with football. And us, you know, we're four, you know, five games into the season now. So, yes, it is a relief. It's a relief that Borough have done the business they have and they have kept the players they have as well. So, overall, I think it's been an excellent window.
0: Just the two of us, by the way. This for uh, for this week's
1: try, Vic and Phil are both off, so it's uh, skiving after the transfer It's a
0: duo as opposed to a trio. Um, mm. You touched on there on, on, on players keeping, and obviously Monk talks about kind of it being a uh, a relief when he's not mm. being quizzed. I think obviously of equal importance is the fact that he's he's not having players who could potentially be getting their head turned by by um, you know movement we only have to look back at last week and, and Adam Traore and all that came out there, you know, kind of triore suggestions, well not suggestions, you know, that he, that he wanted to move. I think it, it sent out a strong message that Borough stood firm. You know, they said they were going to didn't the all summer they're stuck by that, especially on Ben Gibson. I think that the you know the, the thing on Gibson is you, how many clubs with, with an asset like that in the championship would have done all possible to try and drive an auction like But Brentford did with Jota. In all honesty, that's Mm. what they were trying. What was clear they were trying to do, wasn't it, in the final days of the window, that they just wanted to get in as much as they could. Whereas with Borat, it was the direct opposite, wasn't it? They were Mm. were doing all possible not to attract any interest. Credit to Gibson for, for for keeping his head down and getting on with it. But I think for for the players and the manager to now for, you know, for them now yes it all starts again in January but there's yeah. four or five months now that we just purely focus yeah. on the football and I think we might now see, start to see the best of Borough
1: Yeah I think so I think you were bang on actually about, about um, Gibson deserving credit and, and equally it doesn't always work out like it has worked out for Borough when teams are relegated you see it every, every, every time a team goes down that you know, asset to stripped, you know, top flight clubs come in and take a selection of the best players, say, I'll have the, I'll have them, I'll have them, and, and then all of a sudden you're you're looking at a team that hasn't won many games in a calendar a month that really are kind of potentially hurtling down the, the leagues are certainly going to struggle to launch a promotion push. So I think Borough deserve credit for that and um, and certainly you I mean Ben Gibson does deserve credit. If you look at some of the other players, you know the much, much bigger high profile players in, in the Premier League that have been linked to moves all the way through, you look at Virgin Virgil van Dijk, who didn't go, but hasn't been playing. Philippe Coutinho, who has been inverted commas injured or certainly hasn't been playing. Alexis Sanchez hasn't been playing. I think it's credit to Gibson that you know all the way through he's he's dealt himself with a massive amount of kind of integrity and dignity. I think and a huge respect for the football club that he loves. Um, so he deserves credit for the way he's handled it. I think that the football club, um, obviously the chairman and the managers, deserve a lot of credit as well. Um, absolutely massive isn't it I mean, you can't really put into words can you how important ben gibson is for for middlesbrough football club not just as a defender no i think it's everything. more important
0: yeah i think it's more important than on the pitch we we know what he's capable of on the pitch it's everything he stands for isn't mm. it it's everything he stands for and everything that the club you know intended to stand for after suffering relegation bouncing back mm. uh, we, you know at the first attempt to doing, and, uh, you know kind of making a making a statement this year and, and, and by selling your best player you know it have done the direct opposite of what they were doing to what they want to do. I think another thing, though, on, on, the, on the subject, talking about credit to players, you know, another teesider who's kind of had a, had a real uncertain summer has been Stuart Downing. Mm. And, and I think there's a lot to be said for Downing because you know, to be told before the players have even returned for pre-season that he wasn't part of the manager's plans and that he could look for a new club. You know, at this stage of his career... That he's got he's got a burn on the way. You know his family has settled here. His, his, his all his fam- you know his wider family and friends live in the area. When he came back from West Ham, that that was him sorted. You know he'll have been seeing that as, as as that's him now settled. So so to suddenly have that to suddenly get that thrown at you, I think you know it's credit to him that he's clearly dealt with it in a, in a way in which he's he's managed to impress Gary Monk on the uh, on the training pitch and, and forced his way back in the team. I think also it says a lot about Monk that. Mm. Although he had that initial plan, he's he's not someone who, who you know who makes a decision and that's him. You know that's him. It, it, it does, does obviously all managers are stubborn to a certain extent, but I think it says a lot that he's been willing to to, to kind of go back on that and and, and almost give Stewie a, a chance to impress. And I think now um, attacking midfielders obviously Jotter have been lovely, and there's no doubt in my mind that you look back and and the one thing that has been missing is probably that missing link between mm. midfield and attack. And that's probably the one question mark after the summer window. But I don't think it's it's a case that Borough haven't got players there. I think Baker can play in that number 10 position and he can step up. We, we haven't really seen the best of him yet. He's still getting up to speed. Triore now hopefully now all that uncertainty has gone you can kind of build on the promising signs that we saw against Gunthorpe and Downing I think those are three players in particular we've seen with Bamford who can step up and kind of really show that, that, mm. that they can make an impact
1: Yeah I think you're absolutely right on, on Downing I, I thought it was really peculiar just going back to what you said about Downing that that he was informed that he was surplus to requirements before they had a good look at him, because I, I think that Stuart has come in with for a lot of flack, hasn't he, in his kind of second spell at the club, and, and some of it absolutely justifiable. I mean, he hasn't his on-pitch um, contribution hasn't been as great as as many had hoped, and I think he'd be the first to say that. I don't think it's been as terrible as it's sometimes made out, but I think that perhaps it hasn't gone as well as he'd hoped, but. I think, yeah, I mean, I, it would have been a cry shame for me to see someone like Stuart Downing, the best, you know, the best homegrown player um, in a generation, to leave the club on those terms. And I think, yeah, absolutely right. Credit to Gary Monk for for leaving that door ajar, but I also think that it, a lot of that will have come down to Stuart Downing's application on the training pitch. Because if he walked around with his bottom lip out, Gary Monk I'm sure wouldn't have had him back. Um, so, I think it's great, and I think Stuart Downing, you know, he, no, he's not going to he's not gonna start 30 games in the Championship, We wouldn't have imagined, would we? But I do think that he will offer something different. In, he's a uh, useful
0: squad player, isn't he?
1: Undoubtedly, and, yeah.
0: and that's not to say he's going to be used from the bench every week, but that's what you want, isn't it? In yeah. the Tuesday, Saturday games.
1: And, and if you look at, if Mink is playing a 4 3 3 system like we've seen for the majority of this season, but obviously apart from the Preston game where he, he ripped it up and went 4 4 2, but if you're looking at the 4 3 3 and you're wanting a little bit more kind of a Attacking flare or incision or or nouse in the middle of the park, and I think that's probably where we, we might Phil's see off, the best Phil's of Down. Phil often
0: said that, hasn't mm. he, that he thinks Downing could play. As he's not central. got
1: the the pace and the fluidity to to play. I don't think in that borough attacking three clearly. Monk wants a very very fast counter attacking interchange in front three, as you can see with with the players he's brought in. Um, but I don't think Downing necessarily fits that mould. But I think increasingly. You look at, you said Baker, you said Downing. I think, uh, and equally, you know, Howson was brought in with the idea of being a more box-to-box offensive player. I think in those three, I mean, a lot, of, I think that they, they could all play quite a big part going forward. Baker, I think, is the one where, I think you, you mentioned Jota. He would, I understand the the clamour for, for that kind of creative Player, I think Jota is. There's no doubt he's one of the best players in the championship, and I saw Redknapp said as much. And, and, and of course he is. He would have been a great signing, but equally, I think Boris squad is quite. It is quite big. I think a couple would have had to go out to get him in. Um, and I, I also think that Lewis Baker has shown enough early on to suggest he might be that player. He finds like that hard
0: doesn't he? Impressively, you're, you're touching it there on like four three three and four four two. We did a piece this morning on the various systems that one could play now, and, and he certainly has the personnel to fit. You could make it. You could very easily now make a case for coming up with four systems, say, 4 2 3 2 I know you can get obsessed with... with like Rachel Riley, yeah. Yeah, and four and whatnot. But you think, you know, 4 three, three, obviously, we've seen. four, four two didn't work, but that was with a left-back playing left yeah. wing and a, and a central midfielder playing right wing. If you were to put Traore or, or Johnson and, you know, or Downing on the left, then that changes things. Mm-hmm. Um, 4 2 three, one, I think we all expected that to be the system when he, when Monk came in and they certainly have the place to do it. I just wonder whether you'd be getting the most out of your your strikers by playing that you'd have to play strikers out of yeah. position in the form Bit ba- ba- Braithwaite, Bamford. And and then, you know, even three five two, 5 the the Borough's full backs are made to be wing backs. And we haven't touched on the defence. Suddenly, you know, Monk has real options at centre half because he's got mm. Three you know, Gibson's Ben Gibson, Daniel Ayala as we've seen, is, can be a class act at this level when he when he gets up and running gets a run of games. Dale Fry's been a revelation so far this season. And they've just spent money on Ryan Schott and mm. they clearly see something there. So the, suddenly there's there's kind of options there as well, isn't there? It? It, it I mean I guess I guess that's obviously what 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 the the, the selection headache that we hear managers want now. I'll be intrigued to see how that moves on in the next few weeks, whether mm. Monk sticks for four three three or whether now. With a, with a week to kind of take a close, close look at his finalised squad, whether he tinkers.
1: Yeah, we, we wondered, didn't we when, we, when the season started and he played the kind of 4-3-3 three, three with, with Bamford on one side and, and firstly Braithwaite, then Assam Longo on the left, whether that was what Monk ideally wanted to do or whether it was kind of a, a means to an end until he had the players in that he wanted. Um, I think it's refreshing that over the, over the last kind of three years, really, we've, we've more or less known... That Borough whoever Borough are against, whether it's against the Liverpool, whether it's against a um, a Stoke, very different games, but Borough will be playing this way. That this will be the system, this will be the shape. And in many ways I think that was Borough were a little bit too easy to, to second guess it at times with that. Um so yeah, I agree, Monk has many different formations he can spring upon. Um I think the key to all of it, all of the formations, the key for me still is Patrick Bamford. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen twice this season now, obviously at Wolves and then against Preston, that the two games that Bamford hasn't started, Borough have struggled. They haven't managed to connect the midfield with the attack. And I think mm-hmm. as some Belonger you know what you're going to get. I mean, he he's someone that is, is purely focused on putting the ball in the net. Um, But I think in terms of the brain to add to the brawn, I think Bamford is the only one really that can drop into those little nuggets of space and can combine the play nicely. I think keeping him fit still, I mean, regardless of all of the the signings that brought in, I think getting Patrick Bamford fully fit and firing is, you know, cliche alert, like another signing, that's huge. Um, I think probably he is the key I think this season
0: Just looking elsewhere um, I kind of you know after all the this, this summer after all the spending and all the speculation this summer I kind of expected more major late moves in the championship mm. there was a lot of talk wasn't there but but nothing really happened and and I, I don't think now I think you know Gary Monk will be looking at, at the other teams in the championship and not to underestimate them at all because teams have started very well but I, don't, I certainly don't think there's anything. The fear. Wolves, for example, were planning to throw 10 million pounds at strikers, and they were linked with everyone, but mm. but they didn't get anyone, did they? And now they're suddenly relying on the Brazilian lad like Bonatini, who they signed in the summer. Thought Sunderland's business was shrewd, you know, that they, they signed 10 players 1.25 million pound. But again, you don't look at him, and, and, and you're not fearful of them. Cardiff did well to keep hold of Kenneth Mm Zahore, I thought. Um, Villa have made a couple of smart sign-ins, but but you wonder whether there's a, a real strategy there or whether they've got what they can. And I think the same can be said of Birmingham. Do you think, on reflection, over the course of the summer, Borough have had the most impressive... I know it's the obvious thing to say because they've probably spent the most money. are certainly up there. Mm. But do you think, in terms of who they've brought in, that there's, there's been a clear plan there, and it's been the most impressive window?
1: Uh, well, I I think so. Obviously, we're I think we're, we're going to be a little bit biased, but yes, I think if you ask any kind of uh, anyone knowledgeable in championship football, they will highlight Borough as having one of the strongest squads in the division, and rightly so. They, they came to the table with probably the basis of the, the best defence in the division already, something that we saw in 2014-15 in and 15 16 So the, the great aspects of, of life under or Karanka are very much still there. His legacy is still there in terms of that defensive, um, that shape but yeah I think if you look at the attacking players that have come in I mean yeah without a doubt British Sombalonga would walk into any side in this division I do think despite his kind of indifferent start Johnny Howson would probably walk into most sides in the division Bamford. Cyrus Christie Patrick Bamford and then and then you yeah, add in people as we mentioned like Ben Gibson Adam Clayton people, these are seasoned professionals that will walk into any team I think I would definitely agree. I think that Gary Monk can have absolutely no excuses now not to find a winning formula. I think that the chairman promised change and he's brought change and it's been a very very refreshing summer which has completely flipped the mood on T 180 degrees for me. It, it went from very much a kind of a a mood of acceptance and kind of um, very kind of downbeat resignation. resignation yeah. That's the word, yeah. It's the opposite now, it's cautious optimism, it's expectation. I was going to
0: say, I think there's a real element of expectance mm, now. And
1: that's what Gary Monk now has to to, to cope with, something he's probably not coped with on this scale before in his managerial career, I think. Um, But with that squad, yeah... Steve Gibson's done his job. It's now up to Gary Monk. He can play with systems all he wants. He can, he can, you know, write all the names down on a chalkboard. But At the end of the day, now this is a crunch spell coming up. He has to find a system, some kind of consistency in his terms of his selection and the winning formula, and that is going to be tricky, isn't
0: it? Yeah. I th- what I'd like to see now, and I, and I realise it, you know, it's it's ridiculously early in the season, and you and and you don't look at the table and whatnot. I think Moggy used to say, was it ten games? 10 game. We're coming up to that though. Yeah, yeah, but what I think, what I'd like to see, even at this stage now, is now with, with the with the with the team settled, with the squad settled after the window. For Borough to really, you know, three, four game. We saw it, didn't we? Uh, I th- it was after this international break. I think it was the the, the playoff final year where Borough yeah. lost against Reading in Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Went into the window on a bit of a downer. Signed a couple of, you know, I think Yellow Vossen came yeah. in and, and someone else. It might have been yeah, Bamford yeah, yeah. yeah, or Bamford. And, 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 you know, they bounced back from there and, and they really put a run together. I think it might have been seven games unbeaten. And I think Borough now could, could really kind of turn the heads and mm-hmm. establish themselves if... You'd expect them to win at Bolton. Bolton have had a terrible mm. start. You'd expect them to go there and 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 really put on a show. Villa's a tough game, um, but then you've got a home game after that, haven't you? A real chance to kind of um, your QPR to, to kind of establish. And and then you go into uh, get a team like Fulham. Who you'd expect to be up there. Yeah. Now, how important would it be, and how impressive would it be if you were going to if you were to go to teams like Villa and Fulham at this stage of the season and. and Certainly not get beat, but if you were to go and win, mm. then I think you'd be setting out your stall, wouldn't you? And and I think now with the t- this is you know Harry Redknapp's been saying, hasn't he, for weeks? Once I get my team yeah. settled, that we'll be there in the top six. All that's done and dusted now. It's just purely the football, and yeah. I, I'd love to see Burnley now really kind of you know announce themselves yeah. on, on the league and, and kind of set out the set out their intentions for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to see how Gary Monk sets up the team as well because I thought that he had. Come across the blueprint how we were going to see Borough all season, when he um, when he was playing that four-three-three formation, and he you you named an unchanged team, didn't he? And it was gested through the middle, the Sombolonga and Bamford, and that you could actually see that actually this is a team that's coming together. Um, I can see the way he's playing now. The four-four-two uh, against Preston, it kind of you know bamboozled everyone really. It just didn't work, did it? No, and I, and I don't actually understand what the purpose of it was, why change a winning team, is the old cliche as well. So I didn't understand it, and that's what I want to see now, as well as everything that you just said, which I agree with. I I want to see uh, almost a consistency now, a clear kind of idea that Monk has got a vision of how he sees this team fit in. I agree that it's something it's good to have a couple of different formations that you can use, but equally I don't think that swapping and changing every week isn't a massive help. I think that you've got Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you know, you've got quite a busy spell coming through September. By the end of the next, you know, by the time the next international break comes along, I want to have an idea of this is Borough's strongest eleven. Because at the minute you could probably say that you know seven seven or eight of the eleven but you don't know in what shape and no, you don't know in what yeah. kind of capacity do we? I mean you look at players and obviously
0: um, Darren Randolph I think has been been very solid since mm. he came in he's nailed on Ben Gibson's nailed on I think Cyrus Christie's done a very good job mm-hmm. um, Fabio will be, will, be, will be looking and thinking well he wants a chance to, to battle with George Friend at left back um, Dale Fry will certainly think he's done enough to stay in Ahead of Daniel Ayala, I think Adam Clayton's made that his own. I don't think either in front of him. I don't think that's nailed down yet. Um, really like what I've seen from Brittisson Belonger. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't have the ideal afternoon at Forest, but I like that there. Uh, and like you say, I think Patrick Bamford's the other one who's who's kind of um, shown and 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 Borough look far more threatening when he's in the side. Gusteau's had a couple of quieter games, but you know, I think he's probably been the surprise package of the season. I think um, you know, I said in the press and when the uh, Preston when the Preston team was announced if, if you'd have said at the start of the season that Borough would be playing two up front admittedly Braithwaite was out but they'd be playing two up front in the fifth game and that Rudy Gersted would be one of them you know credit to him for the way mm. because he, he could have very easily become the forgotten man this season especially the way you know you look at the type of player that Gary Monk was, was bringing in um, mm. That said, you know Chris Woods, a, a big, powerful mm. front man, and he, and he thrived in a monk system last year. And Gestedt's doing that, but I do think he gives Borough something completely different. And, I, and you know, I was I was kind of really pleased to see that there were there were weren't weren't open the idea of entertaining any offers whatsoever for him in the, when when the window was open. Yeah,
1: totally agree. And, and when you say completely different, that you know a player sprung to my mind in Adama Triore and that's going to be an interesting one over the next kind of few weeks. We obviously know that um there was a little bit of a kind of a standoff. The player certainly was intrigued by the possibility of a, of a move away in the in the transfer window, which if uh, Leal uh, came in for him um but burrow were fairly adamant as they've been with a number of the assets that he's not going anywhere and I don't think it's of v- exactly similar situation to Gaston Ramirez back in January, but I do think there are similarities in that this is a player who has undoubted ability and we've seen the ability. Um, who had his head turned and now it's about making sure that the manager manages to reintegrate him into the team while not jeopardising the the dressing room dynamic and that's going to be interesting I think because he has a role to play at his best Triore, we saw it against Scunthorpe didn't we but equally a, a kind of a, in a better way of saying, a half arse Triore. You know that would not be acceptable, would it? It's going to be interesting how Mont manages that. I think.
0: Excellent, wonderful. Thanks, John Well, Thanks a lot for that. Um, John O's done a quiz tomorrow, Sunday morning. Yes, is that?
1: we'll have it on Sunday. I think uh, it's Sunday. a
0: timed one as well, which are rock hard. I remember mm. we did one of those before, and I was absolutely garbage at it. But we'll uh, we'll give it a crack. So yeah, give that a crack on Sunday morning. Let us know how you do. Uh, and the build-up all starts to Bolton next week. Thank you. Cheers.